Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. Yo, what's up everybody? I'm K Cartoon. I'm Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised of that. Visit us at hangingwithapes.com. Visit us on Twitter at hangingwithapes. Sign up for the madness. Sign up for, you know, to be, stay informed and, and all this other good stuff we got going on. Uh, today we're going to talk about the Oscars very briefly because, you know, it's the Oscars and who cares. And <laughs> and then we're going to talk about this uh, survey that we read from CNBC where they'd say that 32% of millennials would take a $37,000 a year pay raise accepting the fact that they would have to break up with their long-term significant other. So we're going to get into that. What does that all mean? Why do millennials think like that? I'm a millennial. Our ex is a millennial. Why are we like this? <laughs> no. We're millennialing it out. So uh, jumping into it, the Oscars... Yeah. Propaganda. Yes. They hate America. <laughs> All right, moving on. No. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Or oh, they hate men. They hate white men. Can I just start off, can I just start off by saying that um I didn't keep up with the Oscars because like this past year like movies were pretty weak. Yeah. Like I would agree. Like off the top I can remember like Dunkirk standing out to me. Um, uh, the third installment of the Planet of the Apes stood out to me. You know, there there were some movies, but it was few and far between, and most of which didn't even like get any notoriety from the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, and then um, I mean, I liked Get Out. I liked the movie. Um, for it to win an Oscar. I don't know, but then when you look at the competition, The Shape of Water, I, and mind you, these movies I just did not have an interest in watching, and I'll watch them, maybe, <laughs> and then I'll I'll, I'll make a, an assessment on it. The Big Sick, Three Billboards Outside of whatever, and then Lady Bird. So, with that being said, I think Get Out seems pretty appealing with that list, you know? But but on that same list is Dunkirk, right? No, no, no. This is just for a screenplay. Oh, Cause, I see. Because uh, Get Out won for best screenplay, which is Jordan Peele. Which Get Out as a screenplay. I oh would yeah, think yeah, that yeah. That was, it's a good screenplay. That was deserving. But, but see, I'm I'm talking about like 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 the Oscars overall. Like for instance, yeah. like the guy Daniel was wasn't in Daniel Kaluuya for from Get Out. He was yeah. nominated for best actor. Am I am I right? For for best actor? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now. His well, <laughs> his job in Get Out wasn't that great. Like there no. was nothing like stand out about no. it. Like he, you know, he held his own and he did his role. But 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 then what's so crazy about it? And it tells me like how politicized the whole thing is. Yeah. Then James Franco, like he shrouded in controversy, and and everybody had been saying yeah. that his role as Tommy Wiseau, yeah, 
in the disaster artist was like revolutionary you know it's yeah. like great <laughs> and they didn't and he didn't get nominated well yeah that was about the only good thing i was gonna say about the oscars was you know get out one oh, these i liked it and there's i'm happy that the horror is back in the forefront but even then there's kind of an asterisk in it the whore no not the whore the horror genre oh. <laughs> not the horror genre i was like which horror <laughs> Not the horror genre, but the horror. Horrors, baby. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Too many no. to choose from, <laughs> right? But uh, other, otherwise, man, it was. Uh, and mind you, I didn't watch it because I can't. I mean, four hours. I could find better things to do in four hours and to have people preach to me about what they believe. The rating slumped. I was yeah. looking at that. Yeah, the rating slumped, and I mean, again, it's it's whatever. But what I did see. On Twitter, what I did see on the news, the jokes that I saw, there was a joke that Jimmy Kimmel said that, that he said about, which I was telling you about. Um, he said, oh, yeah. So he's talking about the movies and, and all this. this and I said, yeah, not, not a lot of movies made over $100 million, uh this year. But, uh, but you know, it's because we don't care. Is that we, we care more about... Uh, what do you say? Uh, making Mike Pence mad, and everyone started laughing, and it, it was funny because, you know, when you watch a stand-up special or you 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 watch someone do a bit, you laugh at the truth. Yeah. <laughs> so it was almost like a joke on them. Uh, they for all the shit that they talk when they say that they're not political and that oh no we're just doing what we love and oh you wanna push an agenda. Now I'm not saying it's bad. It's not bad. If you want to push the agenda or not, but it's just so funny. I think it is bad. I think it is bad to push an agenda. Like when you're when you're tailoring it as as art. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. In that sense, yes, because then it's 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 a skewed movie. But I guess what I'm saying is, teach that our own. If you want to make it on that on that realm, it's like okay, if you want to do it and you want to push your agenda, fine. It's a free country. You have whatever. You, but to then be nominated because of it, then that's when that's when I see what you're saying, which is everything is so skewed. And like this one was deliberately worse than the last Oscars. Like this one, they really amped up on the Me Too movement, on the oh men they rape, and you know and fucking, you know fucking the hypocrisy. There's that one movie I don't even know the title. I didn't even know about the movie until they talked about it. About the twenty a twenty seven year old man that seduces a seventeen year old boy, like you you can't not like Kevin Spacey because he did that and then make a movie and be okay. With it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a movie about love. No, it's a movie about the shit that you're talking about now that you're supposedly against. Then there was there was uh, a part where there was three actresses, um, which. One of them was Salma Hayek. The other two I'm not as familiar with, and I don't remember the names. And they were pretty much talking about, you know, which was a little weird because I guess they were uh, abused by Weinstein or something, or you know, taken advantage of by him. But what they were talking about when they were when they were saying about, oh yeah, well women they should be better in better position in movies and in the industry and all this. Since when did the Me Too movement become about like women? In, in Hollywood, I'm saying, women uh, being in positions. I thought this was all about like you're taking, you're getting taken advantage of, and you want like a clean like. So what is this now? Yeah, is well, this a power well, struggle well, or well, is this? I think any movement that's 
not clearly identified and and to a certain degree baseless mm-hmm. can take on different shapes and forms it's sort of like feminism in yeah. a sense where like and i know like if vince was here he have a lot to say about this but like to this day nobody really seems to be able to give like a clear-cut agenda of feminism <laughs> like i mean like obviously it's about like women empowerment and all of that but then you got one side of the spectrum of feminism where they say like oh my tits are out but i'm still i'm still a contributing member of society so respect me but then you got the other spectrum oh i will but you got the other side of the spectrum where it's like well no i'm not going to put my tits out because you know it's like like what what like and, and I think that in itself, because it's so baseless, it's, like it, it's rather confusing Dr. to a lot Jekyll of people. It's like, it's like is 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 Kim Kardashian a feminist, or is like like this this butch lesbian <laughs> bitch that like dresses like a lumberjack? Is she a feminist? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like because and, and as a pansexual, you're like two totally different people and. Yeah. Seemingly with two totally different agendas, yeah. so like I, you know, pardon me for being a little confused about it, you know, yeah. and I think it's the same thing with this whole Me Too thing, especially, and I've talked about this before, stemming from Hollywood, like you are probably the most paid, privileged women in the world, like. What are you talking about? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the life that you live is, you know, the, 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 the things that you are able to do and, and, and the traveling and, and, and the paychecks and all that. And, and that's fine. Like I'm yeah. by no means am I knocking that like you worked for it. Like that's the life that you chose. That's what you want. But like, where's the struggle at again? Like where, where is it in all of this? Because you don't make more than certain guys. You do realize that everything is is market based you know what i'm saying yeah and you make you it's based on it's based on the market the dwayne the rock johnson is one of the <laughs> highest paid actors but that's because dwayne the rock johnson has one of the biggest markets yeah <laughs> you know like i mean it's it's really that simple yeah and and i mean it, it, it well i saw uh i'm a big boxing fan so i watched this fight on um this fight on hbo on saturday and uh it was like this up and coming boxer, and then it was uh, uh, another boxer who's who's pretty known. So you know it was good or whatever. I watched it. It was done, and then they had the I forget what the show is called on HBO with Brian Gumble or something like that. Uh, Real sports. Real sports. Yeah. Well, they had a they had a segment on the announcer for the NBA, um, the woman. Uh huh. And uh, man, it, it was crazy because like I was thinking about she. From all the women that I've, I've, well, I don't think I've ever seen besides her, like in the NBA, you know, pursue that as a career, right? Obviously, that's why you only see her. And, you know, it was cool to see that, you know, she's how like she moved up and everything. And then it occurred to me that like not a lot of women aspire to be that. Right. So that's why you you don't see that. Like, and, and, And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing or a good thing. I don't know. But what I am saying is that sometimes when you see the numbers, you don't take in account what people naturally will will flow towards or move towards. And yeah. that's something that, that sometimes I feel that the feminist movement gets very wrong. It's like, well, I mean, in the medical field, you have a lot of women everywhere. 
there's so many women that they're short when it comes to men. That's nature, something that women, I guess, gravitate, yeah, towards. gravitate towards. And they're very, very well represented in the medical field. I mean, in construction, I, I would assume it's probably the, the opposite. I don't think, you know, yeah. women think about, oh, I want to be a construction worker. If a woman does become a construction worker, I would think that it would stem more so from a necessity, you know, or, or a sports or, or, or a sportscaster, like, you know, not, not out of necessity, but that she really does enjoy that and at, that at, she's going to pursue it. And at very least, let it be based off of the fact that they it's their skill level and not their their gender. Like, for instance, you mentioned you mentioned that NBA sportscaster, like actually one of my favorite uh, sideline reporters for the NFL is Michelle Tafoya. Like, she, yeah. I think she's phenomenal. She's on point. She's always like, she always carries herself very classy. Like, I like her better than like, I like a lot of guys, like yeah. the guy ones, because she's so good at her job. By the but, way, but it's not yeah. based off of, oh, well, this is a woman. Like, it's yeah. based off the fact that she's good at what she does. And that's what I'm saying. If, if that, if, if you, let let the results let the let the results and and the, the 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 production that you create let that be the basis of okay I want a pay raise let that yeah. be the basis of I want more opportunities not just oh um, like like for instance recently in in the in in the 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 building that I most recently got I was converting what was uh three meters of of gas line to four meters. And there was a lot of complications in doing that, like situa situating it with the gas company and the people like on the on the phone line didn't really seem to gather what I was doing. I guess people don't do that that often. I don't know why it was so confusing. I felt like I explained myself pretty clearly. Well, anyway, <laughs> this one guy came out and he totally botched the situation. He came out. It was a guy. He totally botched the situation. He came out and... He ended up putting my name on two of the units of the tenants that already had a name. Like, I remember you were pissed off. Yeah, not like I was like, what the hell is going on? And then, like two days later, by coincidence, this lady from the gas company was around, and 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 I was by the building, and she saw me, and then she's like, hey, yeah, are you, are you Mr. So and So? Okay, I'm gonna go in there. She went in there. And like she cleared everything up. She's like, okay, we're gonna do this. She's like, it's not gonna get done today, but I'm gonna make sure it happens tomorrow. Like, yeah, yeah. took charge, and that's what I'm saying. She was way more efficient than the guy was, but it, it's so her like 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 when and when when they called like the company called to do like the little survey of like, well, how was your service and all that? I told her, I told them like she was great, like she was very helpful. She made the process faster, everything. Yeah. Again, that was, but that was based off of her work. There yes. was, you know what I'm saying? That was based off her work. It wasn't yeah. based off of, off of, oh, well, she's, she's a woman. So I got to say she did a great job. No, yeah, yeah. she did. She did a good job because she did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, by the way, the announcer is Doris Burke for the NBA. But uh, yeah. And I know her, her voice is just like, you could recognize, you know, it's recognizable. And just like you said, you, you, you look at someone and, and, I guess you judge them on on the merit of their work and what they what they have to offer. Now I don't want to sound like like I I, I don't know her on purpose or anything. I literally don't know any announcers for the NBA or by name at least. Like yeah, I, it's just not something I pay attention to as much. But 
it's just one of those things that you saw. And then it was funny because when when they said because uh, she would always dress up a little bit more, I guess like manlier when she would announce it, like, hey, I, we need you to like put a dress on and and be cool, like sell it, like you know, just be you. And and she was like, oh wow, I was always thinking like I had to dress like a dude, and I thought that was kind of cool. Like like you should feel empowered as a woman to be a woman, like. Yeah. Be, be comfortable being a woman and knowing the shit that you're talking about and know that, you know, your sports, you don't have to enter the realm of, of like, oh, I got to be like him. Dude, there to me, yeah. that's like one of the hottest traits like a woman could have, like still being like womanly and feminine, looking good, but then like, like being able to body like a guy, like in yeah. a certain type, like I yeah. find that so attractive where yeah. it's like, 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 you know who, like who kind of has like that, that that thing about him is is like Dana Loach from like the NRA. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. very womanly, but like still strong. Like I know my shit. Like yeah. I like that. I like that. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what I'm saying. You can you can be both. And yeah. and and that's I think like true empowerment because like you can be you can be great. You can be great. You could yeah. still look good, still be sexual appealing. Like all the things that women want to feel, they want to feel attractive and all that. And yeah. that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. But still be good in a, in a respective field yeah and it's so funny to me like sometimes like i'm on instagram and i'm just like going you know looking at like certain pictures or whatever like scrolling and then i see like these instagram models like the the ones that like you know all they do is like shake their ass yeah. and stuff and and i think to myself like these are the same ones that like if you brought them forth a political question or a political debate you know, they're more than likely going to be like on the far left and they're more than likely going to criticize somebody like Dana Loesch for being like such an advocate for for the Second Amendment and, <laughs> and stuff like that. But it's like you shake your ass yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? You shake your ass on camera and like this lady, like think about this. Just really think about uh, this. Like she this lady who's in a suit. That looks good. Maybe sometimes she shows a little cleavage. Whatever, that's fine. But like, she's not shaking her ass. Yeah. She is. She radiates just as much sexiness as you do, and you have to like damn near be naked. And she keeps it classy. And she keeps it like. Don't that bother you a little yeah, bit? Yeah. <laughs> like, isn't that a little bit bothersome to you? Yeah. Like the it's, fact that you're you're out here with the tits out and the ass out and you can't even be as, as fine as Bill Cosby's wife in the Cosby show or some it, shit, you know? Exactly. Like, isn't that like, you know, like you don't even like on the radar, you yeah. know what I'm saying? You don't even like register as high or maybe sometimes not even as close. And then, and then it's really sad when they like try to like engage in like a political talk. Now they really go down. Cause like, not only do you just shake your ass, now you look stupid. So now you're all fucked up. It, it's funny that you mentioned that because, um, uh, on World Star, they had this one, and I remember you brought it up in a in an episode where this girl was this girl was mad at some other girl because she had the the paint. Yeah, uh, like, like the, the, the equality like paint. The quality, yeah, I remember. that. Well, she popped up again on a World Star video, and it was funny because the title said "A uh, Sex Worker." <laughs> sex workers mad because men call women bitches or something like that. Oh my god! And I was like, you do realize you're a stripper, and you do realize that some of the songs that you dance to say this explicitly about you and you're okay with that and then you feel that you get to take the moral high ground on, on this conversation no no, no exactly. just just simply shut no the fuck up <laughs> yeah you don't get to say that and and, and um it's it just it's just funny because 
it's one of those things you look at and it's just an oxymoron that people don't see. And that's basically what you saw in the Oscars was just a whole lot of just shit. This like hypocrisy. Yeah. Hypocrisy at like the highest level. And it was like, and, and mind you, I didn't even sit and watch it. So I can only imagine if I sat through those four hours and saw all of that stuff. Oh yeah. Then well, you, a- you would have lost weight because of how much you would have vomited. <laughs> so. Yep. I'd so be, like be fucking, maybe a little healthier. So maybe yeah. you should watch I would have started dieting after that so I could stay as thin. Yeah. I maybe actually should, fucked maybe. up by not watching it. Yeah. Fuck. No, but, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if the Oscars do better next year. You know they- what? Like, I don't even particularly care if the Oscars do better. I just want better movies made. Like yeah. I, I, I want, I want, yeah. I want to be entertained, and like I, I want, I want people like movie makers, writers, to stop being so scared of, of real topics. Like stop, like yeah. tr- stop going the, the social justice warrior, politically correct route. Like, let, let, let's make some good movies. Let's let's make some good movies, and and let's not worry about if it's gonna piss people off or. People are not going to respond well. Well, obviously, you want them to respond well to it in terms of being entertained that it's yeah. a good quality movie, but like not based on politics or or, no. or you know, nah. Let's let's just make let's just make good shit. And so, it's funny because I I, I follow this channel on YouTube, and uh, it's called Wisecrack. I don't know if you, if you've if you've ever heard of them. It doesn't ring a bell. Well, Wisecrack. Is uh they they do all these like different breakdown videos of of like a they might do on a South Park episode they might do it'll be like the philosophy of Rick and Morty all kind of stuff and oh it's, yeah yeah it's like wildly entertaining it's what before. it is what what it is what Wisecrack is to me is like a culmination of like what you me Neil and Donnell and Vincent have done so many times. Like just sitting down and like we'll take like a piece of media like like a South Park episode and like break it down down to like the root of the thought of yeah. like how does somebody come up with this? What's the philosophy behind it? Yeah. What are they trying to like say? Like everything. Like and to me, you you there there is to me something so valuable about that because like it's like from one piece of media, you're essentially generating an infinite amount of, of knowledge because yeah. it's like, well, why, why is this? And how do they react? Like, like for instance, like South Park, South Park, if you ever watch South Park and obviously it's funny and stuff, but if you ever think uh, of South Park and what it is and you see like what, like the boys, like what they do, it's so crazy how that show captures the spirit of what it is to be a boy and a man like to be like of like yeah. of the male gender because like to a t like like for instance like 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 we before remember when that year like we forged my report card and like you know to give to my parents and all that like it was like a big production it was an amazing year right well you know and and, and what was it for also that i wouldn't get punished remember like it was it was because yeah. So I mean, a little, little bit of backstory. Like there was one year I was in high school. I didn't. I wasn't getting the best grades. Actually, to be honest, my grades were fucking awful. Um. Uh. And and so he came to us. And, and so I he I, needed us. I I, 
once one semester, like I had made a deal with my parents, pretty essentially saying that, hey, um, you got to do better or it's over with. Like you're going to be on on lockdown. Like you just go to school and come home, nothing else. So I um, I didn't do good the next semester and or the next <laughs> quarter rather. And um, I was like, yeah, well, we can't have this. You know, I can't not like play basketball with my friends and play football no. and go play video games and go out on the weekends. Like I can't, we can't have that. It's not happening. So we got to fix this. So essentially like, we went through like all these like leaps and bounds to like forge, forge my report card <laughs> and it worked successfully. Now I did come clean years later. I did end up telling my parents what I did or whatever. By the time it was, it, it didn't even matter. It was like, <laughs> it, they laughed about it. And plus it didn't even matter at the end because out of all of my graduating class, I'm pretty sure I make more money than any of them. Oh, yeah. So, like, like, you see, you see, it wasn't take a, that system. It wasn't right. Take that system. So it wasn't. It wasn't what they thought anyway. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, um, when when that happened, everybody contributed as a friend, and and that is like what South Park is like. Something will happen, and like each one of the boys will kind of like take on a role. Like, okay, we could get this done. We could get this done. Like for instance, there was, yeah. there was this one, there's this one particular, particular episode I was watching recently where like Britney Spears is in town and, and like they, 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 the paparazzi snap a picture of her like pissing in the forest. Yeah. And then like, then they like zoom in crazy. And then like, she's pissing on a ladybug and then like, you know, they're blowing it out of proportion and like pretty much ruining this poor girl's life. Like, yeah. She's she like trying to camp with her family and it's like they're they're making it into a nightmare. How dare she? Well, the boys, they're like, man, well, we can make money off of this because <laughs> if she's going to be staying in South Park, we could go take a picture. So like Kyle is like, Carmen, go get your camera. He's like, awesome. So he goes <laughs> to get his camera. And so they tell Butters, Butters, you're going to dress up like a squirrel and she's going to piss on you. If, we, if that guy got that much money for her pissing on a ladybug, imagine how much money we'll get if she's pissing on a squirrel. And, you know, Butters <laughs> kind of being like the... The moral one out of the group, he's like, he's like, you know, this this costume was for the 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 win <coughs> the winter play, not to make an easy buck. <laughs> and so and so like, but but essentially, what, what I'm what I'm getting at is that like, it really does, it really captures, yeah. it really captures like the spirit of of being a boy, and and if you think about it, or and being a man, because even to this day. Like obviously, it doesn't want to be it, men as they get older. Like they kind of become less adventurous because they have families and stuff like that. But even now, to like cracking jokes and stuff, like how everybody contributes and like yeah. there's like kind of this 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 system in place, like mm -hmm. an invisible system that keeps things going, and and it captures well. So like that 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 channel wisecrack, it'll like go that deep into to stuff. That's badass. And so. I was, I was, I, and the reason I got into all of this is because yesterday I was watching one that's actually a three part about Christopher Nolan, pretty much the philosophy of Christopher Nolan okay. and how like in each one of his movies, you see his philosophy on life. And so like the first, the first of the three deals with the self, the second of the three deals with society and the third of the three deals with the universe. Okay. So the self is like more so his earlier movies and then it jumps. So it's like, it's like his earlier movies, like insomnia, memento. Yeah. And then it jumps to like inception. The society is, is pretty much the dark Knight trilogy. And yeah. then the universe is like Dunkirk and like, and, and interstellar and stuff like that. Yeah. 
And like, but it goes very deep, very deep into yeah. it. And what I'm saying is, is that's what I want Hollywood to create more stuff where we can like analyze deeply. Because if you really break it down, like with a lot of stuff that they're putting out, it's very like face value level because yeah, they're too scared to like create anything controversial. And if it's not controversial, it's hard to get deep about it. It's like, oh, well, this is, you're pandering, you know, you're, 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 you're trying to like take a moral high ground with this movie and you're pandering and that's the extent of it. It's like, oh, the, she fucks the alien. We want equality. Everybody is equal. Let's stop being let's stop being prejudiced. Yes. That that's that's what yeah. you're getting that's, at. That's it's very phase value yeah. as opposed to as opposed to you have Batman, his set of philosophies, his core values. You have the Joker, his set of philosophies, his core values. No easy answers. No for, easy answers. Yeah. Absolutely. That Abs- whole movie I I still get broken up about the ending. The greatest comic comic book ending of all time. Yeah. Like and really, like the the questions that that it raises throughout the whole, like really throughout the trilogy, because if you look at, and we were talking about this at work the other day, Raz Al Ghul is not so scary when you talk to him. When because see, what the beautiful thing about movies is, is you see people, right, and people as they are and who they are and why they are. You can become Raz Al Ghul. That's the scary part of being a man, right? In this world, like you can be Raz Al Ghul, just like people like to not think of Hitler as a human being. And and it was funny because because uh, a coworker of mine said, yeah, he's like, I always tell people Hitler loved dogs, and they get so like worked up about it because he was a human being, you know, like to love a dog, you know, like it's like it's an a innocent, very human thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a very human thing. And and to me, that's the scary part about really that, that whole trilogy is the evil in it. It has a humanity to it, right? So you look at the you look at Raz Al Ghul. You see, like, wow! If I really like, I'm so convinced that people are so wrong. I could take this route, like, and this route is not the correct route to just like annihilate a whole city because I feel that they have it's it's too far gone, you know. And and and, and what you're saying right now, like, it's very important, and 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 it's so it, it's so genius because. See, the thing is, I think what the Batman series tells us, and that's what I'm saying, like, this is what, why we need more movies, good movies, because you get into yeah. stuff like this. What the Batman series shows us is that having, and, and this is something that I'm sure Dr. Jordan Peterson would totally agree with, because I've heard him, like, lecture about similar stuff online. You need men to be monstrous, but the difference is yeah. when a man becomes a monster, like unwantingly, like he becomes a monster, like through through bad things that happen in his life. And he's never able to like harness, harness that monstrous power. Yeah. I think that's when you get evil. Yeah. But then when good men become monsters willingly to fight the monstrous evil men, that's when you get virtuous men. You know what I'm saying? And like he always gives he always gives this the this example of like a bunny rabbit. A bunny rabbit, like what people would say, oh, bunny rabbit is so innocent. Is it really innocent or is it just harmless? Because harmless doesn't make it virtuous. Yeah. It can't do anything yeah. bad. Like Bun- it, it's in Bunny's ca- like the fuck. It, it can't but it's <laughs> no it, innocence it, to it. It's in case. <laughs> well, but like I'm saying, like in a yeah. in, in a societal no, no. like like scope, uh, uh, 
it can't do bad. No, no, like, it, can't. it can't. Even if it chose to do bad, it can't because it's harmless. Yeah. So isn't true virtue? Isn't true virtue based off of well, I can do bad, but I choose to do good. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And and that whereas like Batman and accepting in, nature in, in, in Batman Begins. There was a point where Bruce was going to take the route of becoming like a Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. But he he stopped it. And, and, and in part, like, the that the love of his life kind of stopped him, Rachel. Yeah. And, like, saying, well, if you do this, you're no different than, than what you're so much against. Yeah. And then that's when he kind of went on, like, his journey. And he left and, like, started, like, learning about the criminal mind, what it is to be. He even became a thief, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, but all of that, like, saying, like, I was never one of them, but, like, I had to be around to understand it. Yeah. And I have to understand it because I have to know how I'm different. And that's why when he joined the League of Shadows, he was so <laughs> able he, he was so able to be who he was even in that moment. Like even when like he was doing his final test when he was gonna cut dude's head off. Yeah. He's a like, hell no. He's like, no, I can't do this because th- how is this any different than what they do? Yep. You know what I'm saying? And and so and, and risked his life really, because then he had to fight all those ninjas and like you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. But that's my point, is that good movies take us down roads like that. And, like, whack-ass movies is like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like this. Since we're on the subject, I want to ask you this question. In The Killing Joke, because I think The Killing Joke pretty much goes over that. Like, they're kind of almost like one and the same in a different realm, right? Yeah. Like what you were saying. One is going to take the virtuous side of things. The other one's like, no, fuck that. Like, we are what we are. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy because I never realized at the end, at the end of it, do you think he kills the Joker? Because if you notice like the way the feet are in, in the picture, all of a sudden you kind of realize like in the last picture, like the, the, like the, le- like, I guess like his body is lifeless. Like when he's holding him up and he's just like laughing. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. And I feel like that kind of resonates with the point you're making, which is like, I guess at that point he realized like I have to I have to this is evil I need to stop this you know what I'm saying yeah it's definitely left open to interpretation because in that last moment he does sort of in Batman sort of extends an olive branch and and the Joker shows that he's not willing to take it yeah because like when he talks about like well maybe it was, it's almost like Batman, like, at the end of, the, of that comic, he sees Joker more as a victim. And he's like, well, you know, I could help you. Like, I can, we can maybe get you some help. Yeah. And then and then the way Joker responds, it's very telling that, like, he's, he's accepted the fact me. that, like, there is no helping me. So, it's like, now now it's on you. Yeah. Like, do you, do I, you, I go on living and you risk, like, this happening again, me escaping and all of this. Yeah. Or or do you or or do you end or, it? Or do you become because, the monster that you have to because, become? Because because that that joke that he says at the end when he when Batman uh, like tells him I could help you and extends that olive branch, it's like epic and like I and like I yeah, I've I've told scary. people that joke before and like I it's like always interesting to kind of see how people think. Obviously, yeah. like a a cynical very like face value person is gonna be like oh that shit's stupid, but like if you really like look deep yeah. into the joke, it's very meaningful. And pretty much what the joke is, like I'll, I'll share it with you guys, like for anybody that hasn't read that that comic book, The Killing Joke, which is, you should right now, <laughs> is is at the end of the comic book, uh, 
like like Joker does all this crazy ass shit. Batman finally captures him. He's pretty much like defeated. And he says, you know what? Like you're messed up. I could help you. We could get you help. You're not right. And Joker's like, nah. It reminds me of this joke. He's like, there's two guys in an insane asylum that decide one night that they're going to escape. They get out. They escape. They make it up to the rooftop. The rooftops, uh, the the other rooftop that they need to jump to has like a big, a big, uh, a big space between it. And, and they're like, okay, well, like, how are we going to make it? Like, cause we gotta, we gotta get across. So they're like, well, I have a flashlight. One of the guys is like, I have a flashlight. I'll shine the light across the gap so that you could walk on the, the, the bridge of light and then, and then you'll make it across, you know, and then I'll throw you, I'll throw you the flashlight and then you do the same for me and then I'll walk across it. And then the, the first guy's like, nah, what do you think? I'm crazy. The minute I start walking across it, you're going to turn the light off. And so it, it's it, like if you're telling it as a joke for people to laugh, it's a pretty bad joke. But like essentially what, what it's saying is that these two people are so crazy and they're such in like this like fucking fucked up ass world of, of belief that the, the idea of being able to walk across the light is not crazy. The idea of trusting somebody is what's crazy. Yeah, which is you know what I'm saying. Scary, and that's scary. Like yeah. it's like no, nah, yeah, the walking across the light, like that's insane. Like you know what I'm saying. That yeah. you would even think that that's like a, a possible thing. Yeah, but to them, it's not. That's not the insane part. The insane part is like, what well, I'm gonna trust somebody? Get yeah. out of here. And that's like essentially what Joker is saying. Like, and at that point, like it's not insane to think that I can be fixed. It's insane that you think I'll trust you. Yeah. You know, and, and that's pretty deep. Yeah, because at that point, you've realized that he's accepted who he is and, and like what, what he and, is. And, and his belief of what the world is. Yeah. You know? But, um, but yeah, so segueing into the last thing, which is also kind of a bunch of cynicism in terms of millennials. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 32% of millennials would leave their long-term significant other for a $37,000 a year pay raise. Why? Why do you think that is? Are millennials that fucked up? Like to me, that's like Chappelle. that's like super sad. Like, yeah. cause fuck them. That's why. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that, that's insane. But but I mean, I see, I see. Uh, cause cause as as I read uh, uh, other other stuff, I see w- what their priority is. Millennials' priority is to like. Just move up in the world, <laughs> but but isn't it weird though that like the same people that are part of like or, or you know, a good lot of them a, a good portion of them are part or at least agree with like Bernie Sanders and like the Occupy Wall Street and Antifa and all this like really left communist borderline communist shit. Yeah are so preoccupied with money like isn't that like kind of that is funny hypocritical like you're you're so against people that make money but yet so many of you would like willingly leave a long-term significant other for more money true but i think i think a lot of people uh that that i'm and i don't mean to talk shit but it's just the truth and we what i think you brought up a long time ago this article that you had read 
about like how like the envious type and the jealous type. Yeah, they tend to be. They, t- they gr- tend to be you know, gravitate more towards like Bernie and them. Bernie, yeah, and and, and that type of uh, political those political undertones that you get. So it doesn't surprise me that they would be the type that'd be like, oh well, fuck that. Now I have a a better position, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna just say fuck all this. I'm just gonna get the money because it is like the greedy envious thing to do like because well greedy and 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 self-absorbed thing to do because like i I wouldn't do that obviously i've made you should never be in a position where you would that would even be a choice first of all you should always work with the with the idea that you want to be at a certain place and this is what you're going to do to, to to be there right now obviously also, the the study did say from twenty to thirty six. I could see someone like at their in their twenties, like m- they might lean more towards oh, I'm gonna take this because I'm young. It, but even still, like a long term significant other, like you're talking yeah, about, like yeah. that's real love at that point. Yeah. Like you would trade that in for thirty seven thousand dollars a year, like you know what I'm and saying? And that's true because I'm I'm actually thinking of it as in like oh, this is just some you know I'm just kind of dating. No, no, it, it did specifically say long-term significant other. It doesn't say, like, oh, just I'm in dating, the dating Of scene. course, of dating, yeah. like, if, if you're casually dating somebody and you don't like them that much, of course you would trade that. And, I mean, there's an, you're, 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 you're gaining, but, yeah. but if it's, like, a long-term thing, like, yeah. you're talking about true love, nah, that, that, no, that can't be looked at so casual. And not to and mention. It's just kind of scary to me that, that like, it, like, like real relationship is so devalued then you now you wonder like why there's so many like fake friendships out there and stuff is like yeah. it's not important to people not only is there fake friend friendships but uh i think uh jordan b pearson was talking about it when he was talking about the me too movement some of the frustration of women and it's with men is is kind of that like you know if a woman is gonna be like a shitty woman <laughs> well then you know she's gonna get what she deserves but you can't treat a good woman bad. No. You know, she deserves better than that. And, and like, to see a statement like that and be like, oh, someone would do that, you know? I'm not saying that men would do that. I'm just saying in that instance, you see that, like, it, it, it becomes like, oh, this is just about me. Yeah. That doesn't bring happiness. And and at the end of the day, too, you look at, you if it's a long-term significant other, then I would think that your values align, which means that, you're working on this together, right? So so I wouldn't even think of like, oh, 37000 more for me. Like, oh, shit. Like, I got to stop this. I would think like, oh, how does this work for us? Yeah. Talk to my, you know, significant other. Be like, well, what do you think? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it seems kind of a heartless <laughs> approach. It is. It is. And, and I mean, I, I could see because there was other stuff that, that, that it said there like they pass on a long-term relationship if it jeopardizes their, their career. That's kind of more what I was saying. Like, you know, if, and even then it's like, are you willing to, what if you're dating someone and it it looks like this could be way more than it is. So you're willing just to be, oh, fuck that. And, and it also, it human. also shows you like the, the want for them to have the easy route because yeah. who's, oh, you're saying, okay, you'll trade this in for somebody to give you this, but why not just be like, well, no, I'll keep what I'll have and I'll still get that on my own. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and to me, it's like, I don't know. This is, it's, it's, uh, 
it's a sad thing because it, it I think that's that's what's wrong now we've talked about it before so many times is like the sense of community the sense of like you know the you know I, I think community and family I, I, that's part of being a happy person definitely I don't ever not think about that and and I would say that both of us we're always thinking about oh how could we be better financially how could we be better financially but that's always in a balanced way we don't yeah. like oh f- I don't fuck have everybody fuck yeah. everything there's times where we should my prob- money yeah like, yeah no, it's not and I'll be honest there's been times where we should probably sit down and and meet up to work some logistics out for the podcast and the music but we skip that and we're like fuck we're friends let's go eat some wings yeah that's important yeah it is <laughs> you're my friend like you know what I'm saying like let's see what Ernie's doing yeah you know like what's going on with with people or you know hang out with the family like i think uh that is i understand you're ambitious and and you want to make moves but i mean your humanity matters too and but and then family trading matters. that in i don't even know if i would call that ambition i call it more greed than anything because i feel like an ambitious person would feel like they can have their significant other and still make 37,000 more a year, 40, 47,000 more. You know what I'm saying? That's, That's real ambition. Not, oh, well, I'm going to take this trade off. Yeah. But, but I mean, you look at how a person like that would define words. The other day, I saw some LeBron James shoes, and they were amazing. The, the ones that look like the dragon. Oh, yeah. I, I forget what they're called, but they're, they're good. They're nice. They were all black. And it just ruined it for me because it had like equality in gold. Oh yeah, all in the back. And you know why it upset me was because words like let's say you know ambition or equality or stuff like that it, it's it's corrupted. Yeah, it's a corrupt word on those shoes because like what you're saying is just not something that's attainable and it's something said. And, and that's the way that I'm seeing it. You operate on the sense that like we always try and help people, right? Mm-hmm. I would I would look at that and I would be like, I've, I've made my father's life better, my parents' life better, my sister's life. It boils down to you got to have a solid when and where to like apply the morals and stop thinking about everything in the in the easy route. We got to go. I got some stuff to do. Um, thank you, guys. Remember... Uh, keep keep listening. If we say anything that 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 you would like, you, you feel like somebody would be interested in it, please share it with them. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Visit us at hangingwithapes.com. We're out. Peace. Peace.